Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, everyone. Beautiful day. Uh, We had our National Road Trip Day proclamation kick off on Friday evening, and uh, festivities are continuing. A little bit of music there from uh, Joe and Woody and the boys of the Road Crew, Road Crew 66. If you happen to need a theme song for your road trip adventure, or if you just uh, need a little bit of road trip inspiration, uh, last week, we talked a little bit about uh, Los Angeles, Route 66 in Los Angeles. Uh, the big cities, they get short shift when it comes to Route 66 exploration. And uh, I have to admit, I'm kind of guilty myself. I uh, personally have a little bit of trouble with any place with more than three stoplights. But the cities are, uh, gosh, Chicago, St. Louis, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Albuquerque, Los Angeles, metro area. They all have some just absolutely amazing, unique, and diverse array of attractions. And uh, the best are often right along Route 66. Let me uh, share this with you. We'll start uh, with a little something from Jerry McClanahan. Uh, Jerry McClanahan is the author of the EZ66 Guide, probably one of the most, (coughs) (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) don't know where that came from. Arguably, it's one of the most popular Route 66 travel guides available. And Jerry McClanahan has this to say of St. Louis. This is a direct quote from the EZ-66 Guide from Travelers, St. Louis, gateway to the west, nest in a tangled web of roads and freeways. Over the decades, US-66 used a bewildering variety of streets through the region. Main city, truck, bypass, and optional routes have made worse by later road building and one-way streets and, of course, being truncated by construction of the interstate highway system. Well, needless to say, that has created a few problems over the years. But uh, I still suggest you focus on attractions in the proximity of Route 66 within the city and its surrounding communities. Enjoy yourself and then head for the hills, the Ozarks, to the west of the city. But first, we've got to cross the Mississippi River. For the daring urban adventure, St. Louis is a wonderland of historic sites, architectural wonders, charming restaurants. The Odyssey begins with the various Mississippi River crossings into the city. In my humble opinion, the most delightful of these is the uh, Chain of Rocks Bridge built in 1929, 
Now it's a key component in the extensive trail net bicycle hiking trail system. It's located just north of St. Louis. A wide array of Route 66 related remnants, including historic motel signs, whimsical benches enhance the stroll across the Mississippi River. And uh, there's a great view of the city skyline to the south. A walk across the river is sure to ignite your appetite, which you can satisfy quite nicely at Bevo Mill at the intersection of Gravis and Chippewa Street. Apparently, they've survived the apocalypse. They're still in business. This enterprise has an interesting history that dates to the Prohibition era. It was built by Anheuser-Busch to resemble a Dutch windmill. The company used the eatery as an outlet for non-alcohol products. And uh, it's a, really a famous German restaurant. Uh, for our guests that are joining us this morning, this is an interactive program. Feel free to type in your comments or call in. Uh, and it may not surprise you to learn that a city the size of St. Louis boasts a wide variety of museums. A museum that I think is uh, one of the best in the nation, actually, is nestled underground beneath the world-famous Gateway Arch. The Museum of Westward Expansion is an extraordinary. Dioramas, exhibits, state-of-the-art electronic displays, Immerse you in the experience of traveling west during the era of manifest destiny. From the expeditions of Lewis and Clark to Native American life, the entire history of American Western expansion is uh, encapsulated at this great museum. Option one is to bypass the city, follow I-270 loop from Mitchell, Illinois, and then re resume your Route 66 odyssey at Desperaz the uh, pre-32 alignment, and then follow Manchester Road or Crestwood where the post-1932 alignment. But if you choose this course, take a detour at exit four on the Illinois side of the river and uh, do check out that uh, Chain of Rocks bridge. Just for a little bit of trivia, fill your head with a little bit of useless knowledge and no knowledge at all. The Chain of Rocks bridge opened in 1929. It was used as a primary river crossing for Route 66 from 1936 to 1955. At 5,353 feet, it's the longest pedestrian bicycle bridge in the United States. One of the things that makes it really unique is uh, an odd 22-degree bend at the middle of the river crossing. And scenes from the movie Escape from New York were filmed on the bridge. Uh, in my opinion, the, there's just so much to see and do in St. Louis. Uh, just a quick list of highlights. that uh, Check out the Eads Bridge down by Lackalade Landing. Now, I should tell you, Lackalade Landing in itself is really interesting. That's the original kind of waterfront. And it's been thinned a bit, the old warehouses and odds and ends, but uh, it's been turned into a delightful and vibrant shop, uh, district of restaurants and galleries, shops housed in these historic buildings along the Mississippi River. And uh, down there is where you'll find the Eads Bridge on the Mississippi River. Built in 1874, it was the world's first steel truss bridge. Quite a photo op. Uh, and, interestingly enough, when it opened in 1874, uh, there was some apprehension about 
its its structure, its integrity. So to uh, show people that it was safe, the uh, engineer who designed it marched some elephants across the bridge to East St. Louis. Another great place you should check out is St. Louis Union Station. It's down at 1820 Market Street. It is an architectural masterpiece listed on the National Register of uh, Historic Places. It now serves the city as a retail, restaurant, and entertainment complex. And of course, the historic Anheuser-Busch Brewery, just south of Route 66 at 1200 Lynch Street. Free tours, the world-famous Clydesdale horses, and sampling rooms. Great way to be a little bit of the heat. How about Crown Candy Kitchen at 1401 St. Louis Avenue? Produced a wide array of chocolate products since opening its doors in 1913. And it's the site of the city's oldest continuously operated soda fountain. The Missouri Botanical Gardens, 4434 Shaw Boulevard. That shouldn't be overlooked. One of the oldest botanical gardens in the United States, believe it or not. The St. Louis Zoo, uh, that's down in Forest Park. Talk more about that in a bit. And uh, those are all great places. Ted Drew's Frozen Custard. Oh, boy. This is down at, uh, oh, gosh, down on Chippewa. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think 6726. Uh, Chippewa uh, Street, one of the alignments of Route 66. It's a very unassuming little place, but Ted Drew's frozen custard has been a landmark for locals and Route 66 travelers alike since 1941. And Kirkwood, just to the west of St. Louis, is the home of Spencer's Grill. A wonderful little stop. Been there since uh, October of 1947. And uh, I don't think a trip could be complete without a stop at uh, the Museum of Transportation at 3015 Barrett Station Road. Uh, what you do is take uh, exit 8, the Dowdy Ferry Road off I-270. It is a fascinating destination, an extensive gift shop on operational railroad through landscape grounds, transportation displays from automobiles, one of the last St. Louis cars, and other exhibits ensure a full day of enjoyable exploration. They have uh, automobiles. St. Louis had about a dozen automobile manufacturers. And they uh, have cars on display from that. For Route 66 enthusiasts, one of the highlights is a recreated bungalow from the uh, uh, beautiful, beautiful old Coral Court Motel that was raised a few years ago. Uh, the, the motel epitomized the streamlined modern architectural style. Detailed photographs provided by award-winning photographer Shelley Graham and materials salvaged during demolition resulted in a perfect recreation. Really, really highly recommend the uh, uh, a stop there. Well worth the visit. Those are some of the highlights in uh, Missouri, St. Louis. But there's a couple others I'd like to share with you. I mentioned Forest Park. The original alignment of Forest Park 
The original alignment of Route 66 coursed around Forest Park. Uh, let's see here if I can find some notes here. Yeah, here we go. Good morning, Keith. Uh, before completion of the Jefferson National Expansion Memorial and the Gateway Arch, Forest Park was the city's most famous attraction. After more than a decade of debates and planning, this park in the western part of St. Louis opened on June 24, 1876, with more than 50,000 people attending the opening ceremonies. The park continued to evolve and expand with land acquisition through the end of the century. By the early 1890s, streetcar lines enabled an estimated 3 million annual visitors to enjoy the 1,300-acre park, which included the relocated city zoo. In 1901, an announcement that Forest Park had been selected as the site for the 1904 World's Fair uh, inspired the city to proclaim it the, to be the uh, Louisiana Purchase Exhibition. Preparation for the fair and the fair itself transformed the park. In addition, the park served as the setting for the uh, swimming, water polo, and diving events of the uh, 1904 Summer Olympics. Numerous buildings and landscape enhancements remained from the World's Fair, among them the Apostles of St. Louis, a statue of King Louis IX, the St. Louis Art Museum, the Birdcage, the Pavilion. Uh, <clears throat> At the time of the park's dedication, the river originally ran through the park, but uh, concerns about sanitary conditions, it was a major engineering project, but they rerouted the entire river through underground box culverts. And at the turn of the century, in 21st, uh, at the turn of the 21st century, a $100 million renovation of the park was completed. Uh, lots and lots of museums, very, very beautiful. and. Uh, you might, uh, for my money, I recommend the Moonrise Hotel. It's in uh, the Del Mar Loop District, just off Forest Park, and just real close to uh, the original alignment of Route 66. Hey, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Nikola Tesla. In 1893, he conducted the first public demonstration of radio communication in St. Louis. He chose to make this demonstration in St. Louis, inspired by the fact that on July 1st, 1859, the first mail ever carried by air left on a balloon launched from City Hall Square. A little bit of trivia for you. I don't want to run this out too long. We'll be sharing more of this uh, later. Uh, uh, our series on Wake Up With Jim on <clears throat> Wednesday mornings at 6.30 Mountain Standard Time, we're doing a series of uh, true crime stories linked with Route 66. And uh, one of those is uh, Denty Colbeck. That'll be coming in future episodes. This coming Wednesday, we're going to be talking about the, the Kimes Brothers, part of the old Tulsa Central Park gang, kind of overshadowed by the likes of uh, John Dillinger and uh, Bonnie and Clyde. 
the Kimes brothers and some of their accomplices were uh, tri-state all the way from Arkansas and Missouri along Route 66 into Arizona. Quite a deal. But we'll be talking more about uh, other gangs such as Egan's Rats that controlled St. Louis. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about Denty Colbeck. Uh, Since we're talking about St. Louis, I'll share a little bit of Denty's story. And uh, and then in future episodes, we'll weave that into uh, our programs on Wake Up With Jim on the whole story of Egan's Rats, another gang highly overlooked. Uh, the knockout punch to Egan's Rats was really delivered by Ray Renard, who had joined the gang primarily as a driver circa 1920. As pressure in St. Louis mounted, he fled west to California, hoping to avoid prosecution for robbery. He was captured in Los Angeles, extradited to St. Louis, and he agreed to testify against Denty Colbeck, one of the leaders of Egan's Rats. He also testified against Gus Dietmeyer, Louis Smith, Stephen Ryan, and Oliver Doherty, and he provided details about a mail robbery in Staunton, Illinois. Because of his testimony, Colbeck received a sentence of 15 years in November of 1924, and it was to be served in Leavenworth Federal Penitentiary. And then in January 1925, gangsters connected to the Egan, Rats, and Cuckoo gangs were brought to trial for the armored car robbery. The judge handed down a sentence of 25 years to run concurrently with previous convictions. For his uh, cooperation, Renard received a five-year sentence. And that was pretty much the end of Egan's Rats, but the story didn't end there. Surviving members scattered to other cities to ply their trade. Fred Burke, for example, he was one of Egan's Rats known for his just viciousness. He left St. Louis and found employment in Chicago, various murder-for-hire endeavors. Most notably, he was later accused of being one of the gunmen involved in the infamous St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Even after his incarceration, Denty Colbeck remained a media sensation. In 1926, there were close to 20 Agin gangsters in Leavenworth. Colbeck's lawyers were busy appealing the convictions and made headlines when they found new evidence in favor of their clients. Hoping to build on the new developments, Colbeck attempted to coerce his henchmen into writing confessions that absolved him of the crimes. And this ignited a deadly power struggle behind the prison walls. It became so intense, several of the combatants, including Colbeck, was later transferred to the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary. Uh, Colbeck and his other gangster pals, they would make headlines whenever they came up for parole. In 1940, one by one, those convicted of the armored car robbery, including Denty Colbeck, were slowly released from prison. By 1944, they were all back on the street enjoying their freedom and seeking employment, licit as well as illicit. Colbeck resumed his front career as a plumber, and he opened a shop but it was just the front for nefarious enterprises that included election fraud, voter intimidation, and petty racketeering. People talk about Chicago, you know, for their political corruption. They had nothing on St. Louis in the uh, first part of the 20th century. 
During his years of incarceration, uh, the power base of the criminal underworld had shifted from St. Louis political organizations to gambling syndicates in East East St. Louis, many of which were controlled by former members of Egan's Rats. But uh, Denty Kolbeck was not deterred. He began taking steps in a concerted effort to reassert control in St. Louis and East St. Louis. Uh, Kolbeck's attempts to regain control of the criminal network was cut short uh, on February 17th, 1943. He was returning home on Long Route 66 at about 10.30 p.m. when just after crossing the McKinley Bridge from East St. Louis, the original Mississippi River crossing for Route 66, uh, an unknown assailant opened fire with a submachine gun and he was shot six times and died instantly. The investigation centered on former Egan's Rats gang members, some of whom were now associated with Chicago syndicates that were building networks in St. Louis. And uh, it was never solved. Unsolved murder. Uh, the Del Mar Loop District, I mentioned uh, previously, the Moonrise Hotel, that is my recommendation for lodging in St. Louis. Uh, rates are uh, fair, and it's a pretty good district with lots to see. Uh, there's a few good museums, uh, museum, Missouri Museum in Forest Park. On my last visit, they had a pretty extensive display on Egan's Rats. Uh this rather notorious gang. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us this morning. Do we have any uh, questions about St. Louis that I can answer for you? If not, I would like to give a shout out to uh, our one of our sponsors for today's program, uh, Uranus Fudge Company, excuse me, Uranus Fudge Factory and General Store near St. Robert, Missouri on Highway Z, which is now, which is uh, the the modern designation for Route 66. I just can't say enough about what Louis Keene has done with this this roadside attraction. Juvenile humor runs supreme, as you can imagine, for any place named Uranus Fudge Factory. But it is a fun-filled family destination. He's got miniature golf and escape rooms and and just all kinds of quirky, fun, and, and interesting attractions. It's uh, something to check out when you're in central Missouri. It's right off I-44, and it is on Route 66. You can't, you can't miss it. Uh, look for the giant neon billboard uh, and signage of a Tyrannosaurus Rex eating a UFO. That tells you a great deal about uh, what you can expect to find at uh, Uranus Fudge Company in General Store. The secret to uh, getting the most from a a visit on Route 66 in the big cities is a little bit of planning. Uh, Obviously, there are issues, crime, traffic, but, you know, you can mitigate a lot of that with some planning. Traffic, not so much. You just have to suck it up. Uh, a lot of the cities have great public transportation services. You might avail yourself of that and eliminate some of the frustration. But uh, otherwise, 
And I'm like, say, I'm the first to admit it. I have trouble in any town with more than three stoplights. But uh, I can still find ways to enjoy myself in places like St. Louis. Uh, it's just, you, you get distracted. You get down, like, say, in that Lackland uh, Landing District along uh, the Mississippi River. It's ideally suited for walking. And uh, it's got vibrant, infectious sense of excitement. A lot of fun. Uh, as I said, Wednesday morning, join us at 6.30 Mountain Standard Time for Wake Up With Jim. We will be talking about the uh, exploits of the criminal Kimes brothers, depression-era gangsters. And uh, next week, we will continue on Coffee With Jim with our urban explorations. We're going to go to Oklahoma and uh, talk about a couple of little places there you may have heard of, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Uh, I think you're going to like that. We will, uh, you're going to be surprised. Tulsa has become a leader in bringing back to life the Route 66 corridor. And yeah, there's, of course, a lot of other great attractions there, too. It's a program you won't want to miss. Invite your friends. Let's make it a coffee party. And now, before I button this up, do we have any uh, questions? Anything I can uh, answer for you? Do you have any uh, Route 66 questions? If not, I guess what we're going to have to do is bid you adios. Thank you for joining us this morning. And, uh, well, grab life by the horns. Say hello to and you Enjoy a road trip adventure, my friends On an old road Take a two-lane trip of memories Into mysteries unknown Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America And, uh... Jim Hinckley's America And don't forget to join me Wednesday morning at 6.30 Mountain Standard Time for a walk on the dark side of Route 66 as our true crime series continues. Vaya que Dios, mi amigos. We'll see you soon.